This is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman from the Premier Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Bill provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is the Big O Money Show with Bill Altman. Welcome to the Big O Money Show. My name is Bill Altman and my terrific co-host, Tony Shore, always with us here live from Omaha, Nebraska. We have uh, Jeff Peterson from Omaha Track as our guest. We had Jeff pre-COVID. He was on pre-COVID. Um, or was it right when COVID was starting? I kind of forget exactly. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but I don't, I don't remember the mask thing being in place. Well, it probably wasn't in place here, Jeff. <laughs> and I can't imagine over at the Omaha track, it was too far in place either. No, we, we worked through that whole COVID thing. We kept people in the office for the most part. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. And so Jeff is president of a company called Omaha Track here. Um, and for you that remember hearing Jeff on last year, um, they are actually the largest railroad materials recycler in the United States and a, and a large competitor globally. I mean, it's a pretty cool, you know, and and they've always, I think, been a pretty green company. Yeah, you know? yeah. We're, we're right? sustainable in, in a sense. I mean, we we do things with material and to get reused, repurposed, you know, recycle, whatever we can do to make use of this old material that basically has no use in the, for the mainline railroads. And you don't think of the railroad business being a really green business. You know, you think about, you actually think about it kind of being dirty, but at, at the end of the day, you have to be able to um, do something with these materials. Like you're, I was at Jeff's office. Uh, he's over on about a hundred and maybe 30th and L right in that yeah. area. And they have a really cool office designed after old railroad depot. Yeah. And, um, you know, we we're sitting there talking and, and he said, you know, the life expectancy of a railroad tie in Arizona might be really long, you know, decades and decades or 70 yeah, yeah. years or 50, whatever 50 years i've yeah. seen them in the desert last 100 years and then otherwise down south and the swamp they don't last too long yeah and that's the whole deal and so you have to do something with these because you have to keep the railways safe and yep. and everything and then the the tracks the metal mills down after a while yep, yep, yep. you know and so you and so what does your company exactly do jeff so the railroad track wears out over time just like roads and things like that and they replace components of the track. Uh, they replace the rail. We come in with specialized equipment and pick up that material. Um, and then it's a logistics play after that. Then we market that material, find the best use for it, and uh, get it get it going back into the world somehow. And some of these old ties actually are, create fuel. Yep, they create fuel. They uh, we. We do landscaping with them. Some of them actually go back and make new tracks. Same with the rail. Um, but yeah, they, they grind them up and they use them as cogen power plants. And there's kind of a stigma with them. Oh, ties, they're dirty, da, da, da. But in reality, they actually burn very clean and and it's actually a very good fuel. It's a very efficient fuel. It burns hot, the, the wood's dry. That creosote is actually a 
distillate of coal pitch, which so it's basically carbon. So it's like might as well be coal they're burning. Gotcha. Yeah. Sure. You know, and going all electric, you know, if we were to go to the, the Tony Shore route, but Tony has actually a cool electric car because he has a gas powered generator on it. So he doesn't have to recharge on a road trip. He can take the road trip. And if he runs out sure. of juice, it just flips over. So that's a pretty cool deal. Yeah. Uh, we were talking with Brett Huber last week about that whole business because, you know, we're talking about coal. We're talking about burning, grinding up railroad ties to make fuel to run these plants. These plants create energy the energy powers the batteries for the electric cars right so this whole world kind of works around and i think we have to respect all of it you know and 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 jeff what your company does is pretty amazing because it's you you know and and back in the 80s i think you were telling me your dad was buying up these abandoned railway tracks right and how how much would you say earlier like seven miles uh well we we were doing at our peak six seven hundred miles of abandoned track a year so we'd tear out the whole track and and a lot of them were converted into like bicycle trails yep so a lot of bicycle trails you'll see around the country will be old uh right-of-ways for railroad tracks they're old railroad beds yeah yep yep they worked out really good for that and and so now recently so i've heard uh Dave Nabby actually talking about you on the radio quite a bit uh, recently and talking about a new company that you guys have formed, really been involved for a long time with it. It's not like new to you, right? We spun off an existing component of our business into this entity. It's called Iron Junction. And if you guys are listening to radio, you might have heard our ads with Dave Nabby. We actually that we spun that off. It's a logistics company. So we used to do a lot of we haul a lot of freight. We haul a lot of rail and ties with trucks and with rail cars. So internally we were doing that. We just took that and made it a separate entity to um, just kind of capture uh, what we were doing. And then we leverage our relationships with our customers and we're going to try to expand it. That's wonderful. Yeah. And it's important too to be able to differentiate that when you're hiring. Yep. And people know what they're coming in for. If they're coming in, you know, on the trucking side, they're not coming in. You know, I I think an experienced driver that you would be looking for maybe that can drive one of those beasts. Um, And we're talking about the semi. So he's hiring for semi drivers right now. Truck drivers, right? um, Last I heard, there was almost a million truck driving positions that are vacant right now in the United States. Sign me up. I could drive one of those babies. I guarantee you, you know, in, you know, these new trucks, um, it's kind of bizarre. I think you told me 70% of these new semi trucks are automatics. At least. What's wrong with people? Well, wow. you know. I, that many were, already, huh? Yeah. Wow. It, it was probably about six years ago. I, I was hiring truck drivers and we had on our application to, Hey, we're hiring truck drivers. Guy shows up. We hired him. He, he comes to drive for us. And he says, well, I can't drive a manual. I said, what do you mean? You're a truck driver. You got to be able to drive a manual. He's like, no, no. Now they actually have designations on the licenses that if you if you go take your test with an automatic, you're precluded from driving a manual. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, oh. how about if you take it with a manual? Can you drive it automatic? You can, yep. Oh, that's got it. That's the way to do it. And your trucks are all manuals for the most part. I oh. have a few automatics. Don't don't yeah. hate, don't hate me. I, I, I still am a purist, Bill. Come on. Oh, oh Lord. Well, Jeff actually has a 1980. What is that thing? It's a Ford F two fifty, and it's a Ranger package. It's really it's all original. It's really neat. I went down to South Carolina and drove this thing all the way back from South Carolina. It was a 
It was a very unique trip. It was kind of like a little time warp, you know, going back and driving one of these old vehicles across the country and makes you appreciate the modern conveniences in new vehicles. <laughs> yeah, even for an old railroader like <laughs> you. Huh? For an old railroad. I've drove some junk before, but yeah. Yeah, it was kind of neat. Well, that's really cool. You know, so if you are looking or if you know somebody that's looking for a job, because I know you guys are actively hiring and that's a growing business. And uh, it's and, and, and Jeff has worked with his dad for basically all your life. Yeah, 24 years now. And, and Terry Peterson, uh, he was in the office when I was over there and he's just such a great guy. And it's a great company to work for. They have a great environment, work environment, employees. Great people. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun over there. So if you are looking for something um, and, and uh, that's a that's a place to turn to yeah. i think you have a great career there yeah um, we we pay very well we are way above the industry standards we're family company our benefits are ridiculously good um, um we really care about our employees actually we got bill's gonna come into our office and and pitch some of his services to our people because i think that's important to give our our employees an opportunity to uh, grow, grow and, and invest and plan for the future. You know, those things are, are really important. And I want all our people to have those um, discussions and, and learn about how they can prepare for the future. It is so important too. And a lot of employers simply don't care about that, you know, and maybe they're just too busy, maybe not caring. It's not the best way to put it, but they actually take a very proactive stance. Jeff reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, is this something that could be done? And, and we're, we're kind of very low key. We're not really super salesy here at all. And we really just want to educate and, and it, and it drives business. People like that approach a lot. And we've taken that with corporations, but Jeff, you're right, because if people People don't know what's out there and all they do all their life is go to work and put money in their 401k, set it and forget it. They get to a point in their life where they don't know what to do next. You know, I've had these, I had these folks in my office earlier this week who they've saved great money. They're in good position. They're near the seven figure mark, uh, 49 years old and 52 years old. Uh, some, a lot of retirement advisors won't talk to them because they're not ready for retirement yet, believe it or not. And some of their money isn't, uh, isn't liquid yet. And so they kind of get pushed off and all these people want is some type of game plan and knowing if they've done well, they know they've accumulated about a million bucks, but they have no idea what it means and how it translates. And if they're going to be able to maintain their style of living in retirement, um, and that's what we do. So we do go into these offices. We've gone into, I think, 18 different hospitals for CHI around Nebraska and Iowa, educating their employees, um, you know, and different companies around Omaha. It's really important to know that. And so Jeff has a company that that sees that, sees the importance of that, sees the importance of a good work environment, yep. good, good, solid people. It's a, I, you know, I don't know about the play hard. I know Jeff. I know Jeff's a work hard, play hard. He's probably like me. I mean, Jeff and I know each other way back from high school. And, and if his dad's listening right now, he's probably going to kill Jeff. But when we were, <laughs> we would literally get on four wheelers. Maybe it was me. Probably wasn't Jeff. It was probably just me. No, but we would no. jump bonfires. <laughs> we were like jumping bonfires out at the place. And maybe that wasn't your we place. Were, yeah, we, we were, yeah. We would literally yeah. jump over a bonfire on your four wheeler. Yeah. Like evil can evil. Evil can evil. That's the way we did it, baby. Yeah. 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 We were yeah. we a wild bunch, you know. You look back, Millard West back in those days was a very neat and dynamic place. I mean, we got some real heavy hitters that come out of, you know, your graduating class, Bill, and my graduating. You know, we got 
Brent Lindstrom, Dan Houghton, Steve Duggar, you know, the, yep. those guys are those guys were big in in in, yep. the, in a Nebraska yep. business and politics. Yeah, Kent Johnson, Kent Johnson, his yeah. wife growing companies. I mean, absolutely doing yeah. tons of really cool stuff. And it is true, but yeah, it's been a work hard, play hard. I don't I don't know if Jeff's if Jeff is out there promoting jumping bonfires with four wheelers at his company oh, that's right a now. Bad idea. Probably, no, yeah. I, I'm a I'm part of safe. I'm now in charge of safety so i have to discourage any yeah. bonfire yeah, and jumping. we're not telling anybody to do that that was not a smart thing to do well i mean no. unless it's on your own personal private property off of work hours i don't see an issue with it uh, you know, <laughs> i i can think of a few bill yeah i mean i, I think it it creates a strong a strong human yeah. uh, to do that and it's it's we're here today successful individuals and we're not all burned up or anything so we're doing good for the most part yeah yeah, yeah. You know, but this all ties in and, and people wonder, you know, I've had all these uh, great guest speakers on from and these industry leaders, really. And, you know, it ties into finances so importantly because Jeff's business supports an industry which gets Brett's cars, Brett with Brett Huber, right? Or, or Angie, Mickey, you know, Sid Dillon, all these people's cars, right, to their place, right? That's one little teeny tiny piece of the of, of the world. They, they, they support a business. They make sure railways are intact for the most part. They they pull up old material, resurface material, get stuff back to where it belongs so, so things can continue on. Look at the delay that we've seen in logistics over the last year with COVID. I have garage doors on order right now they've been on order for like seven weeks literally like i'm like gonna go get one of jeff's truck and trailers and go pick up the things myself like just where are the panels for this stupid garage door it's nothing fancy it's just a regular garage door why are we waiting this long and you can't tell me it's just because of china i mean come on people i just don't get it maybe all the unemployment benefits people sat on their couches in their basement with biden for the last year or whatever i don't know um sorry <laughs> sorry tony I, Tony hates it when i talk politics no it's okay I, I, the employment issue is a problem uh, there are there's a huge lack of restaurants and even fast food uh places are having to stay closed because they don't have them no one will come to work so, yeah, and, you, and jeff you were mentioning employ unemployment earlier unemployment's low but what aren't they considering well the labor participation rates really the indicator you talk about employment and that's one thing but it's really the people actively looking for work and there's a whole subset of of folks that may or may not have the ability to work that just are not even trying to work they are out of the market there are a ton of jobs the number of job openings are is skyrocketed people can't find employees do you have that issue, Jeff? I have 30 open positions right now that I cannot fill. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, that's everybody I talk to. Every business owner I talk to uh, has tons of uh, job openings. I mean, uh, you know, the parent company that I know uh, that I work with, uh, they have a number of job openings. So the, this isn't just like low level, you know, Walmart greeter or fast food workers, which are also they can't find retail, can't find workers and food restaurants can't find workers. That's always been bad, but it's even worse. But I mean, even business on a business level, financial yeah. companies looking for workers, good workers. And so, yeah, it's just crazy right now, isn't it? You have 30 openings, you say? Yeah, skilled trade is a big one. Truck drivers, I could, I got eight trucks sitting right now, ain't doing nothing. I have a 
car shop in Parsons, Kansas that repairs rail cars. And I have 15 positions open there and it stifles growth. Wow. So I'm trying to grow, but I can't find the, the, the talent to, to move forward. And I mean, there's opportunity if you can find people, but what it's really turned into with the low unemployment rates and everything, it's a poacher's paradise out there. And the only real people you're ever going to find is people you got to try to steal, and which it's really a bad dynamic, you know. And it's I, bad and I, for business. It is bad for business because yeah. you know you're just it's just shifting that that um, that opportunity from one place to another as opposed to the whole rising tide lifts all boats kind of scenario. Do you feel that with uh, the economy getting back on track and everything, that that uh, participation rate will change in your benefit and your favor? I, I don't. I don't really see the participate. People that want to work are out there working. People that don't want to work, I don't think are going to start wanting to work tomorrow. I but think, at some point, they're going to have to, right? Well, you know, you would what, hope. What is what is great incentive to work? And I remember this from being young. One time is being hungry, and mm-hmm. if you're starving, yeah, you're going to get a job. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we have to be really careful. You know, America has followed a lot of the same uh, historical trends as a lot of other developed countries around the world where we have to have these social programs to help people out that need help. But sometimes you get so big, you know, we're such a we're getting to a pretty sizable country. Right. Mm -hmm. Really, if you think about it, that it's it's kind of tough to control. So you put these benefit programs out there and they start getting taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. And that's where that labor participation rate starts to fall because people just aren't looking for work because, like Jeff said, they're just simply not hungry. Like well, if you're, and the six trillion dollars in stimulus that's been put out there, you know the right. first the first yep. round of stimulus right. uh, was three trillion. The second round under Biden was another three trillion or so, and so you've got six trillion dollars out there uh, in stimulus money for people. So there's no hunger, and mm. that's I agree with you, Jeff. That's the problem, mm. and that's not. And I think that's a government problem. I don't think that's a necessarily one party over the other, although. It seems like there's a lot of proposals right now uh, to really keep going with that and and really pump you know trillions more out there. So we can't keep printing money and expect people to go to work. That's right. And benefit programs, we have to be able to. We're a smart enough country where we we have all this amazing technology. I mean, geez, cars drive themselves, robots bring food. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Why you know drones deliver packages? Why can't we have a better uh, a program and manage our benefit programs? Right? You know, and and it has to go back to the people that really need it. I mean, back when my grandpa, you know, and we've talked about this, and Tony, you too, and Jeff, you too, and even back to our parents, if they needed more money they'd get another job you know and now it's turned into and i know we just got through the covid thing it's, it's a totally different deal right we went yeah, through some a, craziness a unique dynamic a very unique dynamic we just got to make sure we don't continue it and we get people back into the workforce i mean it's a scary thing you have 30 open positions and it's not like i mean that's just wild and you, you pay good money it's a great atmosphere i just don't quite understand it i mean we we always look for new talent here at the premier advisory group and it's difficult and i've always thought before it's difficult because we're a smaller company and people sometimes are like well i want to go to the you know the sexier home office td ameritrade's home office or something and be a financial guy inside there versus you they don't understand the the really good side um, because we're the best side here really. yeah seriously uh, opportunities. <laughs> you know, our, when when people come to work for us, they don't leave. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm serious right. though. I mean, it just doesn't happen, you know, unless it's like retirement. Like the last person I left was my dad who retired. I mean, no one else leaves here, you know, and, and, but they don't understand that. But really, I think it's just, it goes back to what you're saying, Jeff, that that participation rate and people just aren't looking for the jobs. And yes, we do. We have to poach. We poach. We poached our last one, yep. you know, and that, and that's the deal. We poached somebody else from a competitor of mine who's also a friend. It didn't actually end up going through and we still joke about it when I see him. Like, and he's a bigger company. It's kind of like, come on, dude, just give me a, throw me a bone. <laughs> you, you know, you get all these people and it's like, no way. And yeah. people are paying more than ever before. But I think it is a slippery slope. It is because yeah. everybody's trying to, to keep their people and, and, you know, you'll do about anything to do it. And so then the, the, the competitors offer them every blue sky scenario that they want to hear you know it's, it's a sales pitch nowadays it's just a big yeah. sales pitch and right you know sometimes that grass ain't always greener but it's only it, greener where you water it right yeah. is that what they say yeah. yeah yeah there you go yeah and and that's the whole deal too and you know and and again understanding the different dynamics of the way these companies work is so important in our own finances. And it's how we really develop portfolios and how Mike Binger and his team at Gradient Investments develop portfolios and, and what is happening. If you, if you look at all these, if you, if you watch TV and, and you just watched that, you're going to see doom and gloom one day and you're going to see, you know, nothing's better. Everything's so rosy the next day. Right. And then we talk about them selling advertising, but let's break it down a little bit further and look at let's look at what these companies do and how everything ties in and so even though we may be going and shifting to this greener quote unquote greener we don't know if it's greener because you still have to get the energy energy has to be produced from somewhere to create the battery to create the electricity to create all this we know that no free lunch yeah there's no free lunch in the deal right but the the rest of the world still continues on right you still have to get the tesla to from point a to point b or you still have to get the the, the cadillac lyric from point a to point b you still got to get it there that's where jeff side comes in you still got to sell the vehicles you, you and you still want some brick and mortar like huber was talking about last week right we want some brick and mortar we still need the online presence that's really important because like jeff you were talking earlier we can you know you order your car like tesla there's no brick and mortar you just order your car and i think that's going to be something but i also think it's important to have People want to be able to go in and talk to somebody, you know, and we are running out of time here, Jeff. It's yep. been incredible to have you on uh, today. We really appreciate you coming on. And for you listeners that want to get a hold of Jeff, just uh, go to your Google machine and type in Omaha track, yep. right? Omaha track. Yeah, you, it pops right up and call Jeff and you can call him straight on his cell phone. We'll publish that on our front page hey, of our hey, website. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Um, but, but we do appreciate all of us for any other financial advice or to come in for your complimentary consultation. Give us a call 402-557-6730. Again, right here in Omaha, 557-6730. All right. Thanks, Bill. And that does it for today's episode of the Big O Money Show with our host, Bill Altman. Thank you for listening to the Big O Money Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Bill Altman at the Premier Advisory Group. Call 402-557-6730 or visit their website at 
P-A-R-A-D-V-I-S-O-R.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Bill Altman and the Premier Advisory Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.